What is going on? My name is Taylor and this podcast is called Who Knows because who really does? This project was brought to life in an effort to create a space where it is okay to be confused. We all have questions, fears, and uncertainties that try to stop us from living. By talking to people with different perspectives, we can work to find the commonalities and differences that allow us to understand that not everyone has it all figured out, and that's okay. You get to create your own normal, because normal is bullshit. Everybody, uh, ooh, did you hear that Britney Spears in the beginning there? I don't know what I am today. That's why I didn't write a song for the intro of our podcast, and Chris wrote music for it. Anyway, welcome everyone. Here we are, episode six. How y'all doing? I'm doing great. Uh, this episode, we are going to be having a discussion about religion. And, you know, this is one of those things that uh, everyone says you're not supposed to talk about for fear of offending people. Um, But, you know, like, let's get to the root of it. That's what we do here on Who Knows. We strive to have productive conversations and truly listen to one another in order to learn and grow a little bit. And we don't shy away from anything uh, because the point is to have these conversations and to truly listen to one another and learn and grow a little bit. This is actually a conversation that my guest and I have had more than once um, because I'm all excited about it today, but I'm not gonna lie. uh, It's always been something that has been a little more difficult for me to talk about. Um, It's very personal for me, but I feel like this went pretty well and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. And I think that this achieved that productive conversation that we strive for. My guest for this episode is Tyler Nail. He is the chief editor of Face Paint Magazine and a musician based in Winston-Salem. Him and I met through Maria, my editor, who you should all know by now because she's amazing. (laughs) So here's a conversation about religion between a Christian scientist and an anti-theist. What is your religious story, as 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 it were? Uh, where where did it start? How did you get to where to where your beliefs are now? What's what's your deal? I was born into a very Christian family. Uh huh. I have a very Christian set of grandparents. My, the the ones that I used to have, the ones that are no longer living, also basically Christian. Um, church was a very normal part of our life. Music has always been a very normal part of my life. So. Um, church music was a big thing. My dad played drums in church. My mom sang in the choir. Church and religion and all this stuff, they were just a very significant part of my whole identity growing up. I went to a Christian K through 12 school most of the time that I was in school. This means that my education was through a Christian lens. The science that we learned was Christian science, not Christian science, yeah. but <laughs> it was Christian, Christian uh, brand. The Christian science. version of what yes. science is. So young earth stuff. Um, what is that? And that's the belief that the world is uh, based on the timeline of the Bible, that the world is only six to 10,000 years old. Okay. Um, so a lot of under, the, the way we understand the earth is kind of there's an exception made to justify maintaining belief in Christianity uh-huh. in a really in a really strict sense. So uh, that was like the the version of my education, all well and good. 
had no beef with it. My understanding of it all was that we were protecting a truth that was very sacred and very important. The rest of the world was kind of going against Christianity, which we felt like reinforced what we understood was was the case. Like the world is going to tend to go away from Christianity. But we are doing the right thing by not doing that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got a little older. I mean, I, I through my earliest 20s, I was the, the kind of Christian that had like dreadlocks and a long beard and I liked to smoke cigarettes and cuss and talk to like people who disagreed with me about what they were wrong about. I enjoyed that. And finally, eventually met a match or two of mine, which I remember the very first time I ever entertained the possibility that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And facing that, like, like accepting that there was honestly a chance that I was wrong, it forced me to challenge myself to the to the task of like truly entertaining that and seeing what it could feel like. And in doing so, I looked at Christianity objectively for the first time in my life at that point around age 22 or 23. And that's when it all started kind of unraveling. So when it started to come apart, were you shocked? Were you confused? Do you feel like looking back on it that it was obviously I I would think that you would venture to say that looking back on it, you're okay with the the fact that that came undone because now you're now you hold to the to the beliefs that you have now. Yeah, it's a strange thing to describe because as I mentioned, like that was my whole identity. Yeah. I was like Christian first before I was an American patriot, before I was a songwriter or whatever, whatever I shaped the idea of me around. Christianity was first for me. Okay. So to just to entertain that being not the case for the first time was scary enough. Yeah. That was like, I don't really feel like I'm allowed to do this. Yeah. Not, not for, not because of God necessarily and not because of my parents or something like that, but because if I don't, if this doesn't stay true about me, then what do I do? Then I'm, I'm erasing a part of me that I know exists. Yeah. It's like making a huge, it's not, it's not just like the idea of like, I believe in this and now I don't, it's changing. It's a change in your identity as a person. It is. It is to say, this is how I define myself. Mm -hmm. This is how I understand the entire world and my place in it. And then to have to challenge that was very confusing. So it was a very slow, uh, how would I say not, it was a very, I don't want to say decline, you know, but a very slow step back. Yeah. It started with just um, learning to look at the Bible differently, learning to consider what aspects of the Bible could possibly be not perfect. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it all was was around. Like, as long as I could maintain that the Bible was perfect, I could maintain my attitude toward it. But once I started recognizing the imperfections, I started to step back a little, started looking further into things that I believed as myths, like evolution or like... Uh, you know, I mean, the Big Bang Theory isn't so significant in all this, but mainly the human effects on different theisms, different religions. Um, started to notice those a lot more keenly. And then over time, it was just, it, it kept going back and back to where finally now, uh, I don't mind admitting, I do have a sort of oppositional place with this stuff. And I think it comes mainly from the fact that I believed it so stringently and so 
passionately and so blindly that now I'm really frustrated at the human ability to to know things for certain that you're wrong about. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my religious belief is a religion called Christian science. And there's two parts to that. There's the Christian part and there's the science part. So the Christian part is that it takes Christian ideals, like most specifically the idea of love. And in, in Christian science, we strive to practice loving and loving one another. That's like, like the quote that is in every church, every Christian science church on the wall is God is love. We try to take the idea of loving one another and loving yourself and the, the love that God has for you. And that is sort of the, the, the main basis of the Christian idea of Christian science. And the science part is the idea that this, this prayer that we do and practicing love and being this loving person, loving your neighbor, loving yourself, it's a reliable practice. It's, and, and that's one of the things that I always say about Christian science is it's, it's a practice. It's not just go to church, do all these things, hooray, you go to heaven. It's, the, this is something that you're, that, you're doing, that you're doing every day, you're reading, you're practicing, you're, you're, you're developing it in a way that helps you in your life. Love one another and practice these ideals in your daily life. But yeah, so that's kind of where, that's where, where my background is, is at, is that I practice Christian science, uh, and I've been doing that since, since I was like three. That's what, that's what I grew up in. Um, and the only other sort of religious exposure I've had is my dad is, um, Buddhist and he's not like, like strictly practicing, but that's what, that's like the, if he, if he had any religious ideals at all, it would be of that. What is your um, position, I guess, with with Jesus or God as like a figure? I don't know. That's that like a, that's I, the you, that's the one thing. So if I and if I had to pick one thing about religious faith that I have always not been so sure about, it's like the Jesus God thing, because I don't think that I believe in God the same way that other people do. Like. And I think Christian science as a whole doesn't really believe, like we don't like, I know that there are like most religions, they believe in God and then they believe in the devil and they believe in heaven and they believe in hell. And Christian science does not believe in hell or the devil or any of that. That's like not a thing. And heaven is also not really a thing because we like to say that heaven is like now, like heaven is on earth. And the, a lot of the, the things in other religions where it's like, you have to get there. Christian science is like, well, we're already here. You're, you, you're, you're allowed that right now. And as far as God, God is not like a, like an, like a person or like a, like a thing it's sort of like they like we say that like God is in us and we are in him. That's kind of like it's more of like everything if I had to sum it up everything is more 
is attainable right now versus you have to do all of these things in order to get to heaven or hell or whatever it is. That's interesting. It seems that um, not to like, I know all these different faiths and branches of Christianity are different, but it's, it's very interesting to me. There seems to be a pattern among the newest versions of Christianity that seem to connect it more with Judaism with a sort of, sort of, uh, like uh, Old Testament Judaism, like a, a earth-focused mm-hmm. kind of faith, um, still somehow branded as Christian, but a more earth-focused thing that doesn't concern itself with the idea of hell. Which yeah, is, we that's don't. Like that's a like not a thing. One of the things that Christian Science does that I really hold to is that yes, bad things do happen, but I'm not going to let the bad things that happen in my life be what dictates what my life is going to be like. I don't let them control me. I don't let them be something that takes over. This is, we, we have accepted the fact that your material self is not going to be here forever. And your material self is not what matters the most. It's the, your spiritual self and the impact that you, that you made on other people's lives because the, there's the idea in Christian science that, that there is no death. And it's because we believe so, so strongly in the idea of your spiritual self. I don't know if it's true. I don't know how I really feel about it. Um, but generally, that's what I, that's generally, that's my beliefs on things. So you're, not, you're a non-religious person, but you have conversations with religious people. You had this huge shift in your life of where you, you believed all this stuff and then now you don't. When you have these conversations with people, I mean, I, I feel maybe you probably can't help but think back to the times where you're like, I was like you once, I believed all that stuff. And like how, so how do you, how do you feel Meant like what? What goes through your head when people tell you about what they believe? Hmm. I think one of the things that stands out about all these, I, I thinking of the source material is one thing. So I have tried to learn a decent amount about Judaism and like what where Christianity came from. Christianity was at its time the newest version of Judaism, and since then we've invented plenty of other versions of that idea of a, of a new and revised Judaism. So I think of how it relates to that. I think of like what it has in common with Judaism, but then more, more simple, like in more simple terms, I think about why, why it might have been that people from that region and of that time and of that philosophy might've come up with explanations for how to think of what happens when we die how to live a good life, how to like, what, what authority is. I think that's the, that's one of the crucial ones, what authority is. And all of these religions, all these different sorts, like kind of do a similar thing. They tell a story about where we came from. Some of that story might include a purpose that we have, codes to live by, ways to feel good about certain things that don't feel good to us. Some people might say we are sinners. Some people might say that we commit moral errors or whatever. Um, these different ways of kind of understanding our nature as humans and as animals and and ways of coping with scary parts of that like why are we in the universe and what like are we really going to just stop existing 
So when, when I hear your explanation, I hear a similar appeal to, to what I hear when I hear other religions. And it's not one, uh, the explanation of other religions. And it's not one that I feel the need to like mock or scoff at I or appreciate that. whatever. <laughs> All it is for me is just like, okay, this is revealing something about humans. It reveals something that I probably have in common with you, which is, I, you know, I, stri- I, I too strive to figure out how to feel about my mortality. It's just I don't have conclusion. Like what, what matters to me a lot about it is to wonder if those descriptions are true or not. Or yeah. The things that you're saying about the universe. When you say something like, you know, that we aren't, that we can exist separate from our body. Yeah. I'm really interested in if that's true or not. And I'm really comfortable saying that I don't think it is true. That's 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 what I hear the most is when when religions are described, I hear things that I just don't think are true. Yeah. In certain specific areas. I think there are many things I think that makes religion appealing. But I think that one of the thing one of the major things, in my opinion, um, this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, is that thinking thinking about the fact that we're we're born, we die the end is a very morbid thought. I feel like religion provides comfort for people when they when they have to think about things like that or there's anything anything negative in general that's going on in your life. I think that religion provides comfort for people. I think it's something that people turn that they have something that they can turn to so they don't go nuts. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that, that way of thinking applied generally would make all of life uh, seem pointless when it clearly isn't, you know, like you've probably been on a trip or something that you've enjoyed. I'm sure you've done particular jobs or whatever that you've enjoyed or that you've found fulfillment in and purpose in. And it, it would make it seem like, you know, if if the extreme case of saying if life cannot go on forever, then uh, then then it's pointless, then it's meaningless. No one would say that about a roller coaster ride. You yeah. Know? No one would say. Maybe that's just me. No, I think <laughs> that's most people, and it's because we 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 can understand when the roller coaster ride ends. Like, okay, there's still there's still re- the the rest of stuff to do more things go on yeah but we're really terrified of that idea that more things are going to go on after we die but we won't be here to see them we won't be here to experience them yeah that i can yeah i can agree with that so i mean you know i don't know i just think i think we do know better in certain areas that uh that singular experiences are not truly meaningless and that we can derive meaning from a lot of things. Yeah. I just think we're terrified of not existing in most cases. I would, I can agree with that. I, I'm, I will be the first to admit that the idea of dying is extremely terrifying to me. It is to me too. Okay. So we mentioned this idea of God, like that's the whole, that's the thing. The God, like God, is there a God? Um, and one of the questions that I asked was, what are your thoughts on the idea of a higher power? I feel like we might agree on this in some places, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, all I say about it is anything is possible. 
Um, and I like pointing that out, especially to religious people who, who think because I say I'm atheistic or whatever, because I, I don't have a theism, that, that oh, I, I must be saying I know that there's no such thing as the possibility of a God or something. And that's not where I stand. Like, sure, there's also, like, there's some, there's, there's some, we, we don't know everything about the universe and we can't explain in perfect terms and in layman's terms how it began and all these things. There's, there's, there's shit that we don't know. So like, uh, could I imagine that there's like an invisible force or an unknowable force that we don't know about and that we can't name or something? That's fine. That's like worth talking about sometimes. It's fun to talk about. I like the idea that there's like an evil God that created us to be evil and we disappoint him by doing good things. That I think that's funny to think about. Um, but no, so theism as a, as, a, as a way of saying we have a revealed God. I think when you look at any of those, when you look at um, the sacred texts of Judaism, Christianity, Islam, I, I wish I'd spent more time with Hinduism and I've, I've only scratched the surface there, but... Um, but I'll still include it just for the hell of it. I think you can see that there's a man-made element to these things. You can, mm -hmm. you can, if you just suppose that men wrote these things, and I mean like males in most cases wrote yeah. these things uh, as a, a, a way of philosophizing what they, how they thought they could explain where, the, why the world is the way it is. I think that's a really like overwhelming likelihood that that's where those books came from, rather than God kind of possessing someone's brain for a little while. I, I just don't think those things are divinely inspired. I don't think they are even true. I don't think if there is a God, I don't think we have any idea what he or what it or whatever, what it would be like, you know? Yeah. And I think that where, where my thoughts align with yours is that the idea of like, we don't know. We like there's like like you're saying there's a lot of these explanations that have that have been cultivated derived from somebody somewhere maybe but for me is there a God I don't really know and maybe it's wrong of me maybe some people might say that I'm how can I be religious if I don't believe in if I don't if I'm not concerned about the God aspect of the situation. But in reality, I'm not. The reason that I feel strongly about Christian science is the idea of love and treating people with love and treating yourself with love and using the idea of love to, to, to heal and to, to have a better life. It's about living with this practice that we're doing um which is why i don't know what how i i honestly don't know how i feel about if there is a god or if there is a higher power or what i really feel about that but just that part of christian science of practicing these ideals is something that i can say has enriched my life so i've stuck with it i practice uh certain habits i uh i do all sorts of things and if the ultimate goal or if, if the way to describe a religion is like what you normally do 
to make your life function a certain way, then first, I mean, I personally wouldn't use, I, I would hardly use the word religious for such a description. Right. Um, second, if there's no Godhead, I do think it, it does change quite a lot. If there's no God, if there's nobody to worship, if there's no figure to worship and to to assume is your authority on these things, then I think it starts to lose its religious structure as well. This is the case for a lot of people, and sometimes they will describe their life and they'll say, I mean, especially as a defense mechanism or as a, yeah, I guess as a defense mechanism or as a way of kind of getting rid of the stigma that religion has, people will describe... I'm not. I'm not trying to like throw you under any bus no, or anything. No, you're fine. People will describe exactly just how not religious they are, and they still seem to want to accredit that as a a positive, a net gain that comes from their religion. So I just don't. I don't see what the two must have to do with each other. You say it seems. the net gain being. It's like someone saying, "I'm a Christian, and I am really pro gay rights." Oh. So that that should be an example of how good Christians can be. To me, that's just like saying, look at this area in which I'm not very Christian. Yeah. Look at this exception to my Christianity. Uh, what I'm not saying is like, you're not re- you don't really believe what you believe or anything like that. I'm just saying it seems like religion is losing a lot of the attributes that make it difficult in the first place, like a God figure or like commandments. To advocate for the rest of the Christian science community, I will say that the idea of God is a thing in, in my religion. What I'm saying is that how I feel about it, I'm still kind of figuring that out a little bit. Because one of the other things about religion is that a lot of times it's something that you're, it's something that, saying that it's something that you're born with sounds weird, but that, that kind of is you're born into whatever well from a young age your whatever your parents have like are adopted like have adopted that's what you end up doing like that's just kind of the way that it goes and so sometimes i wonder do i believe this because it's just been something that i've been told my whole life or is this something that i'm that i actually really hold to and i think that in the last couple of years i've started to sort of pick even pick apart my own religion being like okay how do I feel about that thing okay that I definitely know that I like I definitely agree with that and I definitely feel that and maybe you're not supposed to do that with religion but maybe you are like I think that one of the things that I hold to is that religion is for me it's my experience and it's my thing that I do for me, it's all, it's just, it's a small, it's always been small. Like ever since the only time I've ever seen a plethora of other people, uh, who practice Christian science is when I used to go to summer camp. I went to a Christian science summer camp for 11 years. I can honestly say that going to that summer camp kind of made me the person that I am now and helped me in a lot of ways. Um, religiously and otherwise, like just being, being exposed to the religion and getting a deeper understanding of the religion, but also being in a group of other people who are kind of on the same journey that I am, which is the other thing that I think is so appealing about religion is a community of people, which I think that that 
is helpful for some people. And like, I, and I did just say that like religion is for me, but I think that when I, what I also mean by that is I'm not the kind of person to go around talking to other non-Christian scientists being like, this is what I do. Like, that's just not. And I think that other religious people do that. And I think that that is where some, some of the negative connotations of religion that I've experienced, that I've heard and that I've experienced come from people who show up uninvited with their opinion about what you how the way that you're living their life based on their religious beliefs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of angles that we could discuss here, but one of the ones, one that stands out the most to me is like the relationship with the word science with a lot of what you just said, because science as a, as a process, that's something that's like open to everyone and extremely open to scrutiny. And the way this has been described seems to be sort of the the scientific application of Christian principles is like the the theme that I've picked up from your description so far, like that there's a measurable and observable way of applying Christianity to your life that you can just tell, like you can notice it working. And and that sounds well and good, but then to say it can't be scrutinized or that it, it's so personal, not not that you can't scrutinize it, but that it's so personal to you that it shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't be, you know, scrutinized, I supposed, in a way that takes away from it the subjective meaning of it or something. I feel like that can't, uh, contradicts the word science within that whole thing. I don't think that the scrutiny is what I am saying shouldn't happen. I'm saying that I've experienced in my life a lot of people saying you know, honey, you're gay and that's not what God wants. Who asked you? Nobody. Go away. Like, and I just don't, and I, cause that, and like those kinds of experiences that people have with religious people are, I, that's what I don't like about religion is that it somewhere out there, not me, but somewhere out there, it makes people feel like they can do that. Religion is a choice. It's not something, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I really don't know. This is like such a hard thing to talk about because it's so, I think one of the other things that we said when we talked before is that this is like, it's subjective. Like mm -hmm. it becomes, but to other people it's not. Right. So maybe we're, maybe somebody else should, maybe we should be, we're the wrong people to be talking about this. No, this is good. <laughs> I mean, like, so if a religion is subjective, it, it tends to be the case that Religion is an is a subjective experience that the the adherent considers objectively true, and there was a second part to this. They think that it's true for all people, whether it's practiced subjectively or not. And a lot of religious people they think they know an objective truth about the world, and then when when you try to criticize it, or when someone like me says you shouldn't believe something, if I wanted to say to to somebody, you shouldn't. You shouldn't believe something that's stupid or something that's untrue. Or so, if yeah. I criticized it kind of harshly, mm -hmm. I would first be, you know, I w the 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 attack on something so subjectively true or subjectively meaningful is considered very rude. But second, you said it's a it's a choice. It's a personal choice that someone makes. And this is also a really interesting bit about religion is that in most cases, in the most traditional versions of it. It's strange for it to be called a choice because there is in traditional Christianity, there's a, there's a punishment for not doing it. 
there's a punishment for not believing that Jesus is God, and that is that, you know, you'll face this eternity of condemnation. That seems to take away the idea that it's a choice. Sure, maybe you have the choice between elation and permanent torture, but is that really a choice, you know? Yeah, and I think maybe what I, what makes me believe that there's some sort of choice in the practice is that I'm Christian science. This person is Jewish. This person is Catholic. This person is Buddhist. And so like in most religions, there's like a, like the God thing a lot. Generally majority of us believe that. Um, And there are like certain parts of each, even though you're a different religion, like, oh yeah, like we kind of believe that's like similar. There's like similarities and differences between the religions, but we still choose to practice them a different way, which is what I think is awesome because I think that the practice, and maybe that's just because I'm Christian scientist and a lot of what my religion is, is the practice of it. I think that the way that you, the that that's what makes it personal for me is that like you're you're practicing in a certain way but also the big show of it all Uh is not what it's about to me Mm -hmm. i think that's what i mean by it being personal is that the show is it's not this is not a theatrical production this is not religion the musical like this is for me and like this is something that i that I choose to do on my own. And this is so funny. I really, no, I really like religion, the musical, because <laughs> like, that makes a lot of sense. Like that's, that's what I think that's, <laughs> that's what I mean about it being personal is that it's not, this is not for show. It's not about tax exemption and those sorts of things. Like I, like, I mean, those things happen, but like it's the root, what, the root of what I'm trying to get at is this is something that I'm practicing and there are like-minded people around me, and I appreciate them. But if one of them decided to no longer practice Christian science, I would not try to get them to stay. Not because I don't like them, but because that's their choice. And maybe that's just me. I don't know. I think the other reason why I feel so strongly about religion being a personal experience for me might have to do with who I am as a person because I, when I was in school and kids made fun of other kids for being religious, I was like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. That I, I don't want to get made fun of. So I never talked about it. And to this day, I'm still hesitant to talk about it because I don't want to get made fun of. And so I think that the the idea of it like being scrutinized, it's not, I don't think that it becomes, for me at least, I don't care that you're making fun of my religion it becomes like it's something that's a part of me. And so I feel like I'm being made fun of. And I think that that, I think that I think that that's a problem. Like I think that, I don't think that people need to be more accepting of my religion. I think they need to be more accepting of people doing what they want to do. Right. I've, I've heard this before from other people too. It's like, I remember what it was like for Christianity to be the, the, the best summary of my identity. And I, too, felt it was so sacred and important to who I was that uh, it shouldn't be talked about in certain ways. From the times that I've had discussions with you about anything, you are very, it seems as though you're the kind of person that you you don't really care what people think a lot more than 
than some other people might might be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you were when you did hold to your faith a lot more, how did how did it feel when people criticized you? A lot different than my demeanor now. Like I did care what people thought. I did care how people talked about it, and I think I lacked an appreciation for. I mean, like we see this. We can unplug these words and replace them in all sorts of other ways, and we can see where it makes sense and where it doesn't. I understand why if if someone says I, like that their religion gives them something that they care about, it makes perfect sense that when it's criticized, they would be bothered by that, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be criticized because it says nothing about the belief. And, I mean, my personal experience was once it didn't belong to my identity anymore, or I should say once my identity didn't belong to Christianity anymore, I understood how important it was for it to be scrutinized and even criticized. What do you think that the scrutiny of religious belief is accomplishing? What do you think that, what do you feel that that is important about scrutinizing religion? So I think the key, like public enemy number one in the world, I think is ideology. Ideology means to come to conclusions and in, in the way that the patterns of your mind work and the way that you view the world that are that are unshakable, that are like pretty much always true. Religion, I think, is the most successful way of taking an ideology and like personalizing it and wrap like wrapping it in beautiful paper. And it's obviously, I mean, uh, you might notice, um, it's really, it's really unwelcome by even even among people who aren't religious. A lot of the time, faith is considered better than. Uh, than than someone who doesn't have faith, you know, like even if somebody might describe yourself the way you do, like I'm not extremely religious and organized religion. I'm not so sure about the Catholic church. Yeah. Like that's a big show. They might still say faith is, is like a a virtue that's worth having. It's, it's nice to, for people to believe in something. I think that that is obviously the wrong way around. The reason that it seems to be really important to either criticize, ridicule, or scrutinize it is because we're talking about basically the the most maybe important question that man has ever asked, which is like, is there an authority over us that cares about what we do? If the answer of that is yes, then that's really important to try to understand. And if it's no, if it could potentially be no, then that's also really important to understand. And there are a lot of different groups who have come to the conclusion that the answer is yes, and they've used that in really heinous ways. And anywhere in the world where religion has gotten really powerful, it's it's led to a lot of heinous shit. And it's also led to people living lives according to certain structures that make them feel good about themselves or whatever. Can we have the good without the bad? Can we? If, if, if you don't run the threat of setting your religion aside, you don't lose all the principles you live by. You don't lose all the stuff that makes you feel like life is worth living. Uh, if, if you can still have that without religion, but we could potentially get rid of the negative things that do come from religion, the, the implementations and the, the, the uh, compulsory sort of attitude about ideologies that say if you're I – mean, it, it could take any form. It could be if you're gay, then we're going to throw you off the roof of a building, which happens in the world. It could be 
we're created a certain way. So my attitude is I was created to be this way and I'm not interested in changing like something as benign as that, that might seem benign, but it's actually really important for somebody to have a position there. Do they think they're not, do they think they're good enough that they don't need to change or do they think that they could improve in some way? Those are two very different attitudes to have. So all I'm saying then is if religion isn't true and if there's attributes that come from religion that are bad and we can still have the attributes that you say are good from religion without religion, I just think it's an important question to ask. Could it be that we don't need religion then? It's tough because I because what my answer wants to be, I would feel like I would be missing something. I okay. I would I I can say like if I if I can try and imagine what things would be like without Christian Science, I would say that the journey that I've been going on with my anxiety would be a lot different and potentially more destructive. I don't think that just going to therapy would have been enough for me because of how terrible things were for me. The parts of your religion that you accredit to um, to helping you in these ways, would they be achievable either through a different religion or would they be achievable in principle? Even if you, even if they were inspired by that religion, would they be achievable to somebody who didn't view that as a religion? If, if, like, if, could I, could they, could I have done that? Could I have done those same things and not called it Christian science? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't, I think that I, but I would have to, I would argue to say that Christian science is where I, if those, like if, Christian science is where I found those things. So I would have to say that I have to, I would give credit to Christian science to giving me those ideas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, would I like, I think maybe the question could be, would I still believe those things if they weren't called Christian science? If they, if there wasn't a religion attached to them, I would, I would be fine with that. Like, what, but like I guess we we all we call things things like if there's a thing, like it. Yeah, I mean it's just the first the first description I ever heard of of love that I that I thought summarized it best was by Khalil Gibran. I don't worship Khalil Gibran. I don't live by the words of Khalil Gibran. Uh, the book The Prophet might be one of my favorite poetic prose like Eastern books probably to that will ever exist. And it's not sacred to me. And if someone burned it, it would be fine. I could go buy a different copy. And if somebody said, I don't like it, or Khalil Gibran's stupid, it has, it doesn't affect my idea, my identity or my sense of self. And that that difference, that the, this, the idea that things can be sacred and can be authoritative and can be so important that they shouldn't be, they should be off limits for criticism, I just simply don't agree with. I just think that's like a... It's a way of establishing vicarious authority, authority on somebody's behalf that I think is, is just dishonest. I think it's just a, it's just a, a cheap move, not I, on your part, on no, anyone's yeah. part. I can, see how, I can see how you would think that. I think that what I, what I would say, it, and, maybe, and again, maybe this is, just, this is just me. This is just how I feel. There are some things in life that yes i feel as though it is very productive to question them and to scrutinize them and to challenge them 
like sexism and racism and things of that nature. But at the same time, I just feel like there are other things that in my experience, when people criticize them, it's not for the, it's not for the same reasons that you're, that you, that you're presenting to me as to why you do it. Mm. It's just to hurt people. And I think that that's when people criticize religious people just to, just for fun and to hurt them and to make them feel stupid for what they believe. I think, I think that's, I think that's a problem. But at the same time, I feel like when, when some religious people push their beliefs on other people, I think that's wrong. So, yeah, but then we're not even talking about anything specific to religion, as you just pointed out, like you could say the same thing about how to approach conversations about politics. And you could say, uh, either a liberal or a conservative trying to make the opposite thereof feel like an idiot or feel degraded is not the right approach because it definitely won't be as successful. We agree on that. I just think the the difference, the the chief difference is people don't tend to think of political affiliations. The, arguably, I mean, I I kind of I'm writing a I'm writing a thing that says they actually do, but um, traditionally people don't actually actively think that liberalism is a religion, and so when it is criticized, they're they're a lot more likely to just be like, I don't care, like. You're, I think that's a dumb criticism. But do that about Islam in certain parts of the world. Do that about Christianity in certain parts of the world, and you're probably going to get hurt because of it, potentially. The the establishment of authority there, I think, is just ridiculous. I think the idea that something something that men wrote can be so important that if you criticize it too much, not only are you like— uh, there's one way to say it, which is that you're hurting people, but you might get hurt just for saying the wrong thing. Right. That type of authority in the world, that type of sacredism in the world, I think is worth worth the risk of hurting some, you know, some moderate people's feelings. Me personally, I write things and say things intentionally to push these these conversations further and I I can say I don't have the goal of hurting people and hurting their sense of identity. That isn't what I want to achieve. What I want to achieve is for people to reexamine the idea of words in books being so sacred that we can't discuss them honestly. Right. And I think that this conversation is going well between the two of us because we are open-minded. I think that a lot of the time when these conversations happen, it becomes a you against me very quickly. There's, I don't think there's, there is a, there's a clear cut end to this conversation. But I think that what we can say is a step in the right direction is to to have these conversations in a way that is that does not become that you against me, that you're that you you are speaking to me in this way with the intent to hurt me or you're questioning me it it should be just that it like a converse a conversation and i think that just having this conversation with you has has i've learned some things and 
I think that I'm not saying that they're going to change who I am and they shouldn't. I think that's also the point. And I think that you might have learned some stuff from me. It's not going to change who you are, but just more information and more things to think about during our time on this earth, which I think is ultimately the the best that we can do because we're never all going to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know I would, I will advocate that there are people in my life who, who are, cons- who are, do practice more conservative religions and do practice religions. I know Mormons. I know, I know Jewish people. I know Catholics and I, I support them in, in what they believe. That's I, I think that it's that at the end of the day, some people may not agree with this. I don't, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, but some people, um, religion is important to them because they feel as though they need something to believe in and something that, that enriches their life and makes them a better person. And could they do that without the organized religion part of it potentially, but maybe, maybe they don't want to. And I think that the, that, I think that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody needs to believe things that have a really good chance at not being true to make their lives better. And I think people believing that that's true could be a beef I have with humans because I just, I, I, if, if it's, if it's not true for some of us that I don't see why, I mean, I, I know we're not all the same. I know that we all have different values and stuff, but to say that it's impossible for some humans to live richly and to live like happily and abundantly to borrow a Bible word, um, without Jesus or without a different Godhead or without a different faith. I just don't, I just, I, I, I can say from my own experience that I've been on both sides and I find this one a lot more interesting because I'm a lot more curious and I don't, I don't feel like I have to always justify making claims that I can't quite justify. And uh, I, I don't know, I, there, that's a whole different conversation that we could have, but I just, I don't know. I think going back, taking a step backward to what you were talking about, these conversations, I, I, I really, I've, I've had, I have really good friendships that have come from arguing about this subject that have come from like me and religious friends of mine will get together and sometimes we'll yell at each other over these things. And sometimes we'll, you know, really get into the Bible theology stuff and like get really deep with it. And like, I'll learn things about the Bible that are that are cool, and they'll hopefully learn things that they that they 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 don't realize are tradition. They think are just like this is true about the Bible, when really it isn't the case. Uh, it's a great it's a great hobby that I love, and I've had great relationships come from it. But I think the important thing about having mutual respect about it tends to I mean it, it's on both sides for sure the atheist, as it were, could easily be an asshole that is like, you know, that their tactic is that of somebody who's not great at arguing. And all they do is say, it's stupid to believe blah, blah, blah. It's you're, you're a pathetic blah, blah. Like yeah. that's, it's a stupid approach to trying to convince anybody of anything. Just like it is for religious people. Yeah. But, and, and, and I think the flaw on both sides actually is the atheist in that case, is subscribing to the idea of the ideology of the atheist. And I think the religious person 
is doing a similar thing. They're seeing, they look at the Bible and they see themselves. They see that they are that book. They they are the thing that they cherish. And I think atheists have a really strange way of trying to do that same thing, of of creating the object sense of the self in like a an ideological sort of structure. And I think that's where the problem lies, is just ideology, public enemy number one. I think if we stop seeing that we are atheism, that we are Christianity, that we are Islam or whatever these things, and we look at them more objectively as subjects and as principles and as books that say things, I think we can have a lot, you know, like if, if both sides will do that. If one side doesn't see the devil and the other side sees the opposite of the devil, like the answer to God, then I think we can have a lot more fruitful conversations about faith. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was quite an interesting conversation for me to have. So I hope that you were able to learn something, get a new perspective, or that it was just interesting for you to listen to. Religion is something that's kind of hard to talk about sometimes, but I think that through respectful communication, it can be talked about. I really want to thank Tyler for having this conversation with me more than once. Um, I feel like I've made a new friend, so that's pretty awesome. So guys, this is the last recorded interview episode of the season but it's okay we have two more episodes coming up for you guys uh before the season officially comes to a close uh so be on the lookout for those and as always the support means everything and more thank you guys so much for listening you can find more episodes of who knows on soundcloud and apple podcasts that's the podcast app this podcast is hosted and produced by me taylor dankovich edited and co-produced by maria wortel Our music this week is by Colin Nance and Chris Williams. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We are always taking suggestions about things to talk about on the show. Uh, We want to talk about everything, so let us know what you want to hear about. We also have an Instagram page, which is at whoknowspodcast. Um, that'll be a really good place to find out about what our next episodes are going to be and other updates we might want to send out there. We are also on Facebook now. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at who knows with a question mark. Thanks again for listening. Who knows who's out there, but you rock and I love you. Thank you so much. got to the part when I started talking about my cat and I was literally in the car I was like the cat I was like you bitch what is wrong with you with the cat why like so ridiculous it was oh great though it was so ridiculous oh. <laughs>